When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to 99.94 South Africa, your one-stop shop for all things South African cricket, or at least uh, all things that my co-host and I, Longani Zama, think are interesting and relevant. And if we've missed anything, you can always contact us and we'll talk about it in our next pod. Two pressing issues, obviously, this week. Uh, The first is the uh, whereabouts and health of my partner, who's in mid-Africa somewhere, filming a series of documentaries. He was in Nigeria yesterday, could be in Gabon or or wherever it is uh, today. We'll get on to that in just a moment. But uh, Lungani, um, nice to see you. I know I can see that you're you're alive and well. Uh, let's talk, first of all, um, about the, yesterday's um, announcement of the South African T20 World Cup squad. Um, any surprises in there? There were a couple of talking points, obviously, but uh, anything that caught your attention? Hi, Neil. Um, firstly, I'm I'm well. I'm healthy. I'm Western Africa, not uh, Central Africa. Um, it's been an adventure, and unfortunately, I, I can only be as vague as that for now. Um, but uh, I think the, in terms of your question, the most pleasant one, of course, is, is the fact that Temba Bavuma is, is back and healthy. He's actually been in, in Namibia for the last week, playing in a T20 tournament that comprises the Namibian Eagles and the Calendars of, of Pakistan, of all people. Um, so I've been in, yeah, been in touch. He's, he's missed the golf course. Um, but more than that, he's obviously missed playing for South Africa. Um, and I think, you know, it's, 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 it's important to have your, your captain, especially on the back of, of what was a, a difficult World Cup campaign last year. Um, more difficult off the field than it was on it. And I think they, they they probably even held off as long as possible to check his health and, and, and see how he went on in Namibia just to make sure that he's back. And the fact that he is back, um, you know, is, is, is massive for, for the team. And I think more than just the team, it's also massive for South African cricket and what they hope to build on uh, in terms of, you know, the last... The last year or so, they've had different leaders in, in, in different places. But when you look at that squad, I mean, Quentin de Kock is back in the helm. You know, it feels like every time he moves away from Test cricket, he's, 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 he's properly out of international cricket. So it's good to have him back. And then, you know, I was, I was, I was, I'm really happy to see that a guy like Tristan Stubbs has, has been given the opportunity to build on, on what we've seen domestically. It's, it's always a risk um, taking perceived untested at, at, at this level, but that's the only way that you learn. So uh, I don't think too many surprises. A couple of talking points. Some people thought maybe, you know, they might go a different direction. Riley Rousseau um, is, is is obviously box office and he's shown around the world what he can do. And on those, on those pitches in Australia, you hope that he finds his best touch because if he does, he can, he can take matches away from, from any opposition. What about Wayne Parnell as the, I guess, I don't know whether he's frontline all-rounder. There's Dwayne Pretorius in there as well. But 
But Parnell's selection ahead of Andila Petalacuayo and Marco Janssen, who are both travelling reserves? Yeah, look, I think that's probably the only bone of contention. I think Marco Janssen has, again, suffered the same fate that he did in, in the Old Trafford Test match of, of being the youngster who has a bit of time on his hands. So they thought, let's try this one last trick with Parnell, which must be hugely frustrating for a guy like Marco Janssen. I can understand Andile Petluwayo has not put up the runs that are required for an all-rounder. So there is, as much as he's got a great skill set in terms of slower balls and mixing up his options, y- y- you need runs. You need to be able to say that your number eight or nine can come in and hit a couple of sixes to win you games. And over the last two years, Cajiso Rabada has looked far more likely than Andile Petluwayo, and he'll know that and he'll he'll have to go back. But... Marco Janssen has to feel desperately unlucky. Um, you know, Parnell, Parnell has gone and underwhelmed at international tournaments for years. Um, it, it's a bit of a contradiction of terms to say you're building to, for the future and you're trusting talent and you're embracing, you know, this, this, this new bravado. And when it comes to selection, you go back and play safe almost. And, and it's not even that safe because it's, it, it's not as if Wayne Parnell has set the world on fire. Um, Marco Janssen would have been a safer bet, actually, in, 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 if you think about it logically. So that's probably the, the, the one who's going to be the most disappointed about the announcement yesterday. Just before we move on from um, the captaincy issue, Temba Bavuma, um, I just want to, I feel like it's important to make the point that it's not the kind of uh, elephant in the room. You know, it's not the sort of sensitive subject that uh, everybody looks at their feet when um, discussing and, and doesn't want to acknowledge because Bavuma himself um, said uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, you need to keep up uh, with the pace of the game. I know that my game needs to um, develop. I have been developing it. He has added uh, a number of scoring options to his repertoire. Um, you know, it, it's it's not uh, that sort of um, uh, sensitive topic that we shouldn't be talking about. Um, and it was a surprise, actually, that um, when the selection convener, Victor Mpitsang, at the announcement of the squad, was asked whether he could envisage a situation in which Bavuma didn't make the starting eleven, he seemed completely nonplussed and... Uh, and, and and it was a question that he hadn't even addressed, whereas Bavuma has. He himself has said, if I'm not um, worth my place in the eleven, then, you know, I, I'm not afraid to, to not select myself, much as Owen Morgan said in the closing days of his captaincy of England. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a subject that's out there in the open at Bavuma's behest. I think the one thing about Temba Bavuma... He's honest about himself and he's honest about his game. And, and if he feels like he's not the right fit, he he himself would say, it doesn't fit that I play. And it doesn't matter what anyone says. I'm not comfortable walking out onto a field and, and, and playing for, for, for the heck of it or because I'm captain. If it fits the team better than I'm carrying water for this game because we need our three biggest hitters up front, then so be it. Um, and so... You know, it, it, it is a question. And on, on those pitches in Australia against some of those attacks, it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts his game, whether he plays what maybe we could call unnatural shots for him. But I think more and more T20 teams are, are, are building around a, a steady Eddie, so to speak, who, 
who carries the innings for 12, 15 overs and, 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 and clicks on at about 120, 130 while others go crazy around him. And if he can hone that role and, 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 and own it and, and, and keep up in terms of, of what is needed for the team, um, then, then he's got a role to play. I think he's definitely a dynamic leader. He's got a role to play. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't foresee that being an issue in terms of Temba owning his form and, and, and saying, I, I'm, I don't fit for this. Selectors might actually have a harder time than Temba himself. Oh, look, I agree. I mean, we saw the problems with India because they had KL Rahul and Virat Kohli um, scoring at, you know, just over a runner ball. And that, that's not going to work. That is an, the kind of anchor that drags a team, drags a ship down to the, to the bottom of the ocean rather than keeps it uh, steady. Um, and so I completely agree with you. Now, you know, given that he's opening with Quinton de Kock and, and the options um, for, for three, four, five, six, um, there's some very, very quick scoring players. I uh, don't know what's going to happen with Reza Hendricks. Uh, neither did um, Victor Mputsang when he was asked the question. I mean, it's going to be really tough on Riza after his... The five T20 internationals that South Africa played in England, two against Ireland, three against England, he was magnificent, of course. Um, you know, four fifties in in five innings. Um, but again, that's the kind of selection problem which is, which is good to have. You'd rather have that. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I can completely agree that uh, if one of your openers can score... Um, at a strike rate of 130, and you've got the right balance of, of, of batters to come behind that opener, then um, I, I really do think that it can work. And it'll be interesting as well, um, Lungani, to see whether uh, South Africa consider um, that little injection of pace at the top in terms of batting with uh, Dwayne Pretorius. I think those couple of innings that he played in India back in March in that T20 series pretty much secured his place. And you want flexibility, don't you? I mean, as much as uh, players talk about they want stability and role definition, I still think that there's a, a place for flexibility. Yeah, look, I think he, Dwayne did do it well in, in, in the subcontinent, and but they're different, they're different conditions. And, and, and the one thing about Australia is that it, it, it sort of encourages the Riley Rousseaus, it encourages the Quinton de Cocks and, and, and actually, you know, Riza Hendricks, Temba Bavuma, whoever you go with, the, the more natural stroke players, the, the, the cricketer's cricketer, the one who plays, you know, down the ground and on the up. If, if you're playing to, to, to in conditions that, that play to those strengths, it, especially when you're so, so bottlenecked up at the top order and you, you've got to try and cram in your best options... I don't think there's going to be space for that experiment. Um, it's going to be even more sore for somebody who's been left out to then see Dwayne Pretorius coming in at the top of the order. Uh, if you're losing out to a frontline batsman in the circumstances, you kind of go, okay, well, no one plays a better flick over square leg than Quinton de Kock. I get it. No cover driver is prettier than Reza Hendricks. I get it. But if, you, if you're losing out to a bit of an experiment still, however successful it was, at a World Cup, it, it, it hurts a bit more, I think. 99.94 is more than just this podcast. Jared Kimber has Red Inca that focuses on deep cricket topics from uh, the global game. There's also Double Century, a look at uh, the history of the game. There are also other podcasts on different teams. Go over and listen to the West Indies on 99.94 podcast for cricket's best Caribbean coverage. Listen to India on 99.94 for considered analysis from two professionals. England on 99.94 has the north and south of the game covered. 
South Africa on 99.94 is me and Lungani. Okay, we've got less than uh, ideal working conditions because I'm in I'm in South London and uh, they're not just renovating the flat next door to me, they're rebuilding it. So apologies for the noise from here. And you don't, you have a less than ideal connection from from West Africa. Um, so let's just finish off on uh, a look at the test match. And it's a huge, huge game, obviously, uh, particularly for South Africa. Um, the team hasn't been confirmed, Zams, but uh, I'm hearing on reasonably good authority that uh, Aidan Markram will be left out um, and that there'll be a new order comprising Ryan Rickleton and Kaya Zondo will get his first proper test cap to go with his COVID replacement cap that he got in uh, in Kabecha last season. Uh, so so t- two changes in the middle order. Um, and Marco Janssen will come back for Simon Harmer. So a restoration of the four-man pace quartet and a new middle order. Your thoughts? I will start by saying that there was exceptional use of the word Kabecha and the associated click manners. <laughs> um, I think... Any South African in South London would be thrilled <laughs> to hear it flowing so so lovingly and so closelingly from your lips. Um, you've I've been, been practicing, practicing clearly in my absence. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, look, I think we spoke about Aidan Markram. It's the right decision. It's the right cricket decision. He's out of form. Um, sometimes you've got to protect a player from himself and his ambitions um, and, and let him start again. You know, um, it's a pity they can't release him and, and, and tell him to go and play some club cricket somewhere or, you know, just, just rediscover the love of making runs and bat on ball again because it's been a struggle. And you can see he's trying to hit his way out and stroke his way out and fight his way out the only way he knows how. And it's not working. Um, and he's he's up against a very skilled attack in England. So... It's good to refresh, and 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 it's good. It's good for Kaya Zondo as well. He's made runs. He's, he's he's done the hard yards. He's done everything that's been asked of him on this tour. So you know, he has a test cap and a test that really matters against a really strong England team in in the part of the world that's 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 going to let you know that you're in a test match. You know, this is what you've craved for. And this is what you played for. Show us what you got. Um, and obviously, Marco Janssen will be chomping at the bit to to get back into the test arena and test themselves against the last of, of Ben Stokes. I think, you know, this this is probably the team they could have gone with in Manchester and probably got a far better result. It's easier said in hindsight, but, you know, this this team was was building up ahead of steam after the first test and, and they derailed it and changed the script completely and it's come back to hurt them. And, and you'd, you'd like to think they can sink back and and play to, to, to the way that they played at Lords, which is the way they know they can. As far as England are concerned, uh, I'll tell you what, I got a good first-hand look at, at Harry Brook at Canterbury. I mean, he made 140 against South Africa in the only warm-up game. So um, he's uh, <laughs> oven-ready replacement for, for Johnny Bairstow. And I think that uh, the world should know, those members of the world who don't know, that you are not only a very keen golfer yourself, but an exceptionally talented one. So that... I don't know what you would have made of Johnny Bairstow breaking his leg, walking onto a tee box. I knew it was a contact sport, and I've <laughs> said it for years, but I never thought a broken leg would be one of the injuries on a golf course. I've suffered a few misfortunes and accidents with golf carts and occasional drinks carts, but to, to break a leg and, and miss a World Cup and miss a deciding <laughs> test, is it takes some doing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it takes some doing. 
but it's unfortunate. Obviously, I mean, the, the, on the on the serious side of it, um, he's in the form of his life, um, and he would have been expected to probably lead England to a a pretty strong position in this deciding Test match and and play a real leading role in the World Cup coming up in Australia. So to to lose him for both of those is a serious serious blow, not just for England but but for him as well because. You know, it's taken him years to get to this point where he's established. He's, you know, he's not a question mark player. And, and, and we've spoken enough about South African players who play sort of looking behind to see who's coming. Besto had finally established himself. He started the sum of his life. He probably thought, you know, he couldn't wait to get out to the crease again and golf to be the, the reason that you end up missing prime time is... is, is is crazy and, and, and very unfortunate for him. And um, But like you say, <laughs> there's a ready-made replacement who's hungry, has made runs. Um, so there's no shortage uh, of ambition on, on both sides from people who are coming in to replace people who have been established. And, and that's good for the game. You know, it's, it's great to see new names and new stars come out and express themselves. And the Oval has, over the years, been the scene for, for many a breakthrough innings or, or spell by a player because it, 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 it encourages fast cricket, um, even in test cricket. It encourages the game to hurtle along at a pace. You know, oval feels a bit more open-shirted and you can let your hair down and, and really let the runs flow. So hopefully we see four or five days of, of quality test cricket from two teams who want to win a series that's been as short as it has been. It's not been short of drama. Okay, well, it all comes down to whether South Africa can score enough runs, as far as I'm concerned. You know, um, if you can't score a lot, make sure you can score enough. That's what they've managed to do for the most part over the 18 months, last 18 months. I think that um, both uh, uh, bowling attacks are are good enough to take 20 wickets. So I I think, uh, you know, and test matches pretty much are usually decided by bowlers rather than than batters. But uh, I think in this particular instance, it will be a case of, of who can muster up enough runs because uh, pretty strong bowling attacks. Yeah, uh, and I was going to stop you before you put yet more English egg on your face and make a prediction and say, let's leave this one to the cricket because <laughs> every time you've condemned South Africa to being absolute favourites and they're going to be 2 nil up, suddenly you lose by an innings and <laughs> and plenty. So I'm glad you've you've left this one and said... We'll see what happens, and if you don't score plenty, score enough. And I, yeah, I think that is the challenge: score enough runs, um, and and then give your bowlers something to bowl at, and something you know to to look forward to for us as as, as neutrals, because it's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting, and, and and the pitch does encourage spin, pace, stroke play. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting back home early in the morning tomorrow and tuning in to a part of the world that you're going to be watching live. One of my favorite cricket grounds and a lot of friendly faces around the Kennington area. Um, so, yeah, I hope I hope it's as, as festive as the weather has been this summer and, and, and we have a test match to remember. Well, there is some rain forecast, unfortunately, but I completely concur with you about the Oval. It was interesting. Uh, it was actually very amusing. Ollie Pope, of course, who spent his whole life, uh, ever since he was a, a, a lighty in short pants, I think, you know, he's, I think he played for, for Surrey under nines 
and he's been there all his life. And uh, he bounced into the press conference yesterday um, and uh, was just absolutely a ebullient, effervescent. And he said, and a series decider at the home of cricket. You couldn't ask for any more. <laughs> it is. It is the other home. It's it's uh, the more fun home, maybe. Um, the South African memories there, Hashim Amla, Kevin Peterson, from a sort of South African perspective. You hope someone puts their hand up and, <laughs> and scores a, a a wonderful, wonderful hundred to to win it for for either team. You know, it, it's it's just great to see full crowds again, to see wonderful cricket again, and South Africa and England is always special. And it's it's been sad to miss this one, but I look forward to watching it all unfold properly from the comforts of. I think it'll be Cape Town, actually, Manners. I'll be in your home city. You'll be in one of my favourite cities. So we'll link up. I'll be somewhere under the mountain, sort of watching rugby with one eye and cricket with the other and drinking a sensible beverage. <laughs> Travel so safe, mate. I'll, I'll uh, most definitely um, be thinking of you. I know, that, I know how much you love the Oval and I know uh, how many friends you've got in this part of the world. Um, I, I, I know that because uh, of all the times you went missing during <laughs> on previous tours to England when you were in, in uh, southwest London. So I will definitely be thinking of you. Travel safe. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk again on 99.94 South Africa at the conclusion of the Test match. So you're not going to go with a prediction then? I, if it's any consolation, I've got England as slight favourites. It's not any consolation at all. I, I, I don't I do not do Neil Manners things and make <sighs> ill-considered commitments to Mother Cricket and, and uh, you know, her fluctuating whims. So I just hope that uh, we see a quality 100 again and, uh, and and some excellent excellent bowling from two fine attacks. Okay. And the time that I did go missing, Fantastic. for your information, the time that I did go missing was helping Andile Petluwayo. So, But that's another story for another day, beyond the test match maybe. <laughs> okay. I'll hold you to that and um, I'll, I'll censor it and then I'll decide whether we can discuss it on 99.94. Safe travels. Cheers, Manis. Chat soon. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with Breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with Breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with Breslow the business of sports betting podcast